Hello, and welcome to the Geekiest Podcast, where we sit around and talk to our friends about all things geeky, all the while giving each other geek points to determine who is the geekiest. Welcome to the Geekiest. I'm Joe. And I'm Pete. And I'm Kayla. Well, uh, no guests this week. Uh, we're going to be doing just kind of a wrap-up of geek news that we've heard or read or seen and maybe talk about anything we've been binging, uh, watching, whatever, reading, whatever's getting us through this. How's everybody doing? Still here. Still only coughing in private when no one can hear it. <laughs> Yeah, that sinus infection that I had has left me with a little bit of a cough, and I'm so self-conscious about it. Yeah, well, I've, I'm uh, constantly having sinusitis, so I you know, have sniffles and coughs. So, yeah, I, I constantly am drawing the stink eye from my fellow citizens. However, I am also, though, uh, and, and Kayla knows I am, I'm quite the rule follower, mm-hmm. but... I I am getting expressly uh, upset with folks who just don't get that six foot rule. Um, I think I think from now on I'm gonna go out of the house with one of the marshalling staves. Uh, <laughs> so I should get out of your lap. <laughs> and just you know you're too close and 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 punch them like punch them with the staff like. They were fighters heading towards the crowd. Start poking people back. <laughs> the last, the last several trips out to the post office and to Walmart, I have had people like just like come right up behind me. You know. Did you ask them if they were from Texas? <laughs> Everything is bigger not- in Texas except the distance between you and other people. <laughs> Apparently. And and yeah, I don't know. It just it was just like um yeah no we all got masks on great but still day back. Mm-hmm. So, Pete, you are an essential worker, and you have been dealing with all of this stuff. Are you seeing anything leveling out yet? Well, my perspective on it is super weird. Um, I have a good perspective on it. It, It's just, you know, like, I I think I've described myself in the past as medical industry adjacent. Um, So, from the perspective of wholesaling medical supplies to doctor's offices... um, Last month, March, we had a month that was insanely busy. It was crazy, and that was the ramp up to all of this. Uh, This month, because there's been so much shelter-in-place kind of situations, even doctors have been on, like, limited scheduling. They've been rescheduling patients. They've been putting people off where they're not in a critical kind of state of affairs, just like well visits and stuff like that. Uh, A lot of doctors, which I think I've mentioned, have been doing, like, teledoctor visits where... They are just calling you, asking you how you're doing. Do you have a weird big goiter on your neck that we should be concerned about? Um, what things color like is that. your urine? <laughs> is it purple? Purple is fine. No, no, wait, no. Oh, no, my mistake. I read that wrong. Purple is very bad. Um, <laughs> how much Kool-Aid did you consume? Not in liquid form, but the powder itself. Uh, important questions that need to be asked. So anyway... 
Um, so a lot of this this month, by contrast, has been very quiet because with offices not traditionally seeing patients or seeing a limited patient load or being closed a few days a week, every week, um, things were, were, were on the quieter side. We have not had masks to sell in probably the last three months, give or take. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been rough. I, I actually had somebody give me a, a verbal, um, yeah, shellacking over uh, my lack of masks as though I were somehow secretly holding out masks on that particular doctor. You were the first. Pete is hoarding all the masks. I have all of the masks. Funny thing, we've actually heard that um, the government has been seizing a lot of masks from manufacturers. Um, I mean, like, I understand that. I get it. Um, but, you know, as a consequence of that, the trickle down is that a lot of your day-to-day doctor's offices are not getting the things that they need. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not here to say what should or should not be at all. It's just, this is what I see. This is what I hear. Um, yeah. yeah. There, uh, local NPR station WLRN uh, reported recently that uh, masks, the N95 masks that were uh, ordered by Miami-Dade's uh, fire rescue were seized by FEMA. Um, yes, yes, that's exactly what I've been hearing and, like, inside uh, the industry, too. And, and and what the the reason why they had ordered by by Miami Dade Fire had ordered so many masks is because they decided, hey, we should probably test people who are unable to come out to the mobile testing station. So we need to go house to house. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now this is something that they can't do. And for those who aren't aware, Miami Dade County is one of the big hotspots for for coronavirus here in the state of Florida. Yeah, Miami-Dade and Broward County have both really been pretty crazy and big flare-up here uh, from the start. Yep. So, uh, what, New York and, like, L.A., San Francisco? Yep. Um, yeah, we were pretty high up there after those major metropolitan areas. Um, so that said, today is Monday for us. Um, uh, maybe it's Monday for you if you held off a couple of days before listening, it, though it's a different Monday. Um, but as of <laughs> Monday of this week, where we're at right now, living in the past, um, today business was pretty brisk. It sounds like people are, are picking up. I know there's been a lot of talk from the government about wanting to start uh, creating phases of, of reopening things as of uh, the beginning of May. Um, doctor's offices are looking. I, I had a very lengthy conversation today with a doctor. Um, I believe he's an aventurer. Somewhere in Miami-Dade County. And he was saying to me that in two weeks from now, his plan is to start opening up his practice again in stages. And that's a doctor's office. That's basically an essential service uh, industry. We're not talking about like the gym, the park, the beach, things you really can live without. I promise you can. Um, And he is talking about opening in stages. And he's talking about not opening in stages next week. Um, These... The second, third, fourth, May fourth, I think, is the the next uh, Monday. The, yeah, the next Monday, the first um, the first Monday of May. He's he's looking at pushing it back a week because he is trying to be cautious. Uh, all of this to say, hey, Geek Nation, be cautious, be smart, um, spread the word. Don't be, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Yeah, that's that's my um, yeah, that's our official stance on coronavirus. Don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> If your doctor's office is not open and is, you know, taking a step back and going like, we're going to open slowly in stages so that way we can find a safe balance. Take that to heart. It's not safe to go to the gym yet. 
it's not safe to have a beach day. Um, you need to hold out so that we don't go through all of this again in a month or two months. We're trying mm -hmm. to flatten that curve and make everything better for all of us. I mean, we, we're trying to learn from history and not do the double peak that was the 1918 Spanish flu. <sighs> the biggest sigh. <laughs> so, speaking of May the 4th. Be with you. Be with us all. with you. Um, <laughs> uh, it was announced that the House of Mouse, our friends at Disney, well, I don't know if they're our friends. Maybe they're our overlords. I don't know. I was going to say overlords. I'm glad that was the word you chose. Um, they will be releasing Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker on May the 4th to Disney+. Plus. And Yay! there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Several, it, it's several months ahead of what was would have been the planned release, but hey, why not? When I was told this morning that uh, it would be releasing on May the 4th, I just paused and I went, oh, that actually... That makes a lot of sense. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> um, also coming from our uh, our, our friends uh, at, at Disney will be the Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, a documentary series about The Mandalorian so far. It's unexpected that it would be called The Mandalorian and not be about the classic film Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> sorry, I'm surly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's Monday. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little surly. I didn't sleep well last night. I was up till uh, about 4 a.m. playing video games. You know, everybody's really, I, I'm seeing this all over. People are, our sleep patterns are all off. You know, people aren't sleeping or they're sleeping too much. Like we've practically become nocturnal. Like, it's really <laughs> We crazy. all have our own coping mechanisms. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, this Friday coming up, which would be May the 1st, or May Day for... Me. <laughs> um, the second to final episode of The Clone Wars comes out, and on May the 4th, they will unload the final episode of The Clone Wars. Take me, my body is ready. <laughs> um, and, and, and no spoiling of it, but if you have been watching The Clone Wars these last several episodes, wow. So I know we've talked about it a little bit off and on, Clone Wars, uh, this, this final season of Clone Wars. Um, while it has been very good, to be completely honest, I felt like I kept thinking, like, come on, get on with it. Like, it, it seemed like they were just kind of um, very casually circling this uh, drain of eternity, knowing that it's the final season. And I'm like, come on, guys, I was expecting something a little more, I don't know, like in the lore, like down deep in the in the trenches. But it looks like these last four are going to be what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 opening arc of the uh, of the, uh, the 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 not quite right <laughs> clone troopers was was interesting. But I think we all were were thinking is like, okay, but but show us what's going on with the with the Soka. Come on, where are our friends? Our familiar friends? These guys are great, but we don't know these guys. They're casual strangers. Well, I mean, we we did have Sky. We we did have Anakin with them, but yeah, it was very much. It's like, oh, we've got one one clone trooper we know going to try to rescue another clone trooper that we thought died. Okay, I'll be interested to see if they tie all of this together to the bigger plot. Like if well, they was, revisit, was, call back, and uh, do a callback to it. I, did you see Friday's episode? I did. Ah. I, I thought the, the 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 nice touching to the opening of Revenge of the Sith was was interesting. I like in general, and again, like you said, we're gonna try to stay out of spoiler territory here. 
Um, but I like very much how they are giving it a very cinematic feel overall. Oh, absolutely. The the change in on the logo, the opening, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was um, even even what was interesting that when they went to the the this f- final arcs opening, they did like a previously, but like covering all of the Clone Wars, which I thought yeah. was rather interesting. It was a pretty wide reaching previously. Yeah, don't ever expect that on Not Safe for Wizards. <laughs> There's got to be some kind of epic season finale coming up, right? Shit. <laughs> I was gonna say we just had a boss battle, kind of. Ish. I mean, I'm not here to tell you how to do things. I'm just here to passively aggressively judge you from a distance. It, it Yay! Sounds like, it sounds like you did just okay. All right. Um other things uh related to our Star Wars fandom. Um I read the other day that the Mandalorian season two is in post-production that they had finished all shooting previous to the, or prior to the, uh, the shutdown of the world. Thanks the maker. Um, and so that's in post-production. And from what I understand, they were saying it's kind of still on, on track for, uh, being a thing in October. Um, uh, and you yeah. Mr. John Favreau is writing away season three yeah so so he is keeping himself busy by writing good good stuff I'm, yeah, we like not, to believe not not to put any pressure on john but you know no pressure i mean he's 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 doing uh, he's doing pretty solid so far cannot complain but then <laughs> let's roll out season two agreed and hopefully uh <laughs> they can keep this momentum going and we don't get um game of mandalores Game of Viscars? Is it a game of Viscars? <laughs> that was not the way. I have spoken. Um, I was trying to think. Oh, um, speaking of people f- doing writing, uh, friend of the show, and I think we can call him friend of the show. We were in the same room with him. Uh, Kevin Smith has finished. He's our, his- our pal. He's our friend. Uh, he has finished his first draft of uh, the sequel to Mall Rats called twilight of the mall rats i'm on board and if he takes us on any sort of road show and we're able to go out and be around people again you can count on us to drive to wherever we have to drive to to go see that yay our promise to you do you think at the end of this this journey that he is taking us on there will be a final movie um where we see all of these characters and at this point they are aarp card wielding senior citizens and that Final in the film will be called Rise of the Mall Walker. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't put it past him. Saying that's where I go with that. Mall Rats for Rise of the Silver Sneakers. <laughs> nice, except also, yikes. <laughs> are, are we, we just don't reference the Fox uh, Fantastic Four movies. Is that it? I would much sooner reference um, the... Um. Yeah, those two. Then, then the Miles Teller, Josh Trank. Although we we did get uh, Michael B. Jordan. I mean, I love Michael B. Jordan, but let's just go ahead and let him keep being Eric Killmonger. That's fine. Or Adonis Creed. That's fine too. He's not part of the MCU, from what I understand. But maybe he, maybe he is. Well, I mean, he was briefly in the MCU. I mean, a movie. We can bring him back. I mean, we've done wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff now. 
This is true. Somehow he'll just be Eric Killmonger from the next dimension over. He came to borrow a cup of sugar. Couple, cup of vibranium? Cup of... <laughs> Excuse me. I was just wondering if I could borrow a warm cup of vibranium. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot funnier than it should be. It should not be, but it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of Black Panther... Um, <clears throat> I, I read, unfortunately, that uh, there seems to be some issue with Chadwick Boseman uh, and and his contract and payment. I kind of caught that there was a headline, but I didn't really see what that whole situation was. Um, apparently, from from what rumors are around, what I was reading is uh, again, as you know, the lead of the MCU's probably best regarded. Uh, standalone film and definitely one of its you know highest grossing standalone films mr bozeman thinks he's maybe due for a little little rdj money you know little bump little bump um which has some fans fearful that he may go the way of uh terrence howard everyone remembers terrence howard was the original roadie and iron man before being replaced by, by dom Cheadle. I mean, off the subject of Ch- Chadwick Boseman, who is phenomenal. <laughs> the replacement of Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle, I was like, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have a specific problem with Terrence Howard, but man, Don Cheadle is great as as Rhodey. Yeah, no, I, I, I have to agree with you. you know, uh, a, a, and it's not like they replaced, I mean, Terrence Howard is a, is a really good actor, and it's not like they replaced him with, you know, bargain basement actor. They went with, you know, is, is Tom Cheadle, I, I remember he, I can't remember if he actually won Academy Award for Hotel Rwanda, but I know he was nominated. Uh, oof, that's a good question. I don't remember if he won or not. But you can at least say Academy Award nominated Tom Cheadle? At the absolute minimum. You know, so it's, uh, you know, it's not, like I said, they didn't replace him with, you know, the guy, a, a guy. They replaced him with, you know, quality actor. Uh, 2005, he won Best Actor for Hotel... No, sorry, nominated for Best Actor Hotel Rwanda. Sorry, that was a real roller coaster of emotions there. <laughs> Goodness. It was like, uh, like when, when, uh, they, they, when Steve Harvey gaffed on the, uh, who won Best Picture, and they had to call the, the Moonlight, uh, folks up to give them their award after they had given it to somebody else. the most awkward thing I've ever seen on television. <laughs> Oops. You know, there were <laughs> so many people that were just like, ah! what was that? that was, they, they were, he announced was La La Land was the, was the, the uh, faux winner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So for what it's uh, worth, if anybody makes, if it makes anybody feel better, uh, Don Cheadle has won two golden globes, one for house of lies. And in 2012 and, uh, oh, sorry, 2013, and one for the Rat Pack in 1999. Scalding. Oh, Rat Pack was a good movie too. I actually have not seen it. Was that I am HBO? very familiar with the Rat Pack. Though. It was an HBO movie, maybe. Uh, and Don Cheadle played the role of Sammy Davis Jr., which seems like inspired casting. So, uh, what have you what have you been doing to to pass the time between working in your medical adjacent position? 
Uh, it's and, it's and finals score. week. Yeah, it's it's finals week. I've been been pretty focused on uh, tying up all of my myriad uh, project based loose ends. I'm uh, working on a PowerPoint uh, for biology, which um, all love and credit in the world to um, all of our science minded friends. But biology is not for me. Um, it's, it is a real slog for me. Um, and I know that's a for me thing. I really appreciate people who love it. I am struggling with it. So, um, yeah, I've watched the I caught the first two episodes of The Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Uh, Netflix's new series from Adventure Times Pendleton Ward. We mentioned it here on the show uh, a couple of times here last week or the week before. Uh, I've only had time to catch the first two, but man, that is a weird trip. Uh, that is definitely not a show for everybody. Uh, fair warning. Uh, it is very strange. It, um, I think the closest thing I can equate it to is kind of, it's kind of in the style of the old Comedy Central Dr. Katz uh, professional therapist series, where it is, uh, it is clearly an interview-based show that they have created animation around a pre-existing interview. Okay. Um, yeah, but it is um, the family. What is this show called? Duncan Duncan Trussell's uh, Family Hour, I think it's called. Uh, podcast and uh, his interviews with various people. But then he has created this show in which his character, Duncan Trussell's character, whose name is Clancy, um, is a space caster, which is essentially a podcaster in space. Um, who is creating this podcast series by going to Earths of alternate universes um, and interviewing them. Um, but the the first episode features um, Dr. Drew Pinsky as his interview guest, who in the episode is the president of that the United States of that world. Um, and um, it's it's a very intriguing, deep dive into um, human nature, I guess, is maybe the best way of putting it. It's it's a look at, at who we are from a very, very existential um, level. He talks about subjects like, uh, you know, like drugs, like psychedelics and what they do to people and, and, and you know, positive or negative. It's not a, an issue of positive or negative. It, it's just what it is. And he, in the second episode, he... He talks, like, I'm sorry, I cannot remember the name of, of his guest in that one. Um, but they have a long conversation about death and religion. Um, all to very psychedelic, mind-bending visuals. Um, the the animation is like Ralph Bakshi kind of kind of crazy. Um oh, okay. <laughs> heavy metal in the 70s kind of crazy. Nice. Um, yeah, it's really out there, really like gonzo kind of style. Did you um, see yeah. Years years ago, there was that um, super prison or something like that. Is it anything like that level of, of crazy animation? I didn't watch that, but I do more or less know what you're talking about. But I I couldn't tell you from having watched it what it looked like. Um, ah. But it's it's very stream of consciousness is maybe the best way of putting it. Um like in this first episode where he's interviewing Dr. Drew Pinsky, um, the world is about to be destroyed by a zombie apocalypse. And in terms of the, like, if you were not watching Man, so it, you timely. were, <laughs> I know, right? Right. If you were just listening and not watching, mostly you're just getting like this podcast and this conversation that 
the two of them are having. But as you're watching it, like, they're running from zombies and going through a mall, and the things they say, like, kind of happen in a very absurd, abstract kind of way. Um, it's It's really, like... Just a, a stream of consciousness, like tripping balls. The series. Nice. I, I can't think of a better way of describing it. Uh, if you are a the kind of person who's experienced uh, crazy psychedelics, then you will probably have an idea of what I'm talking about, and you will watch this show and go, "Yeah." Uh, let me let me also suggest that maybe you watch the show while not tripping balls, because that could theoretically um, be I don't know, maybe a little bit dangerous particularly in the episode where they just talk at length about death and it's not necessarily in a negative way, but I know that it, from a, a standpoint of triggering people and, and, and uh, you know, for me personally, I, I'm speaking, I know that that topic tends to weigh very heavily on me. Um, you know, what is death? What are we, where do we go? What is the purpose of all of this? Are are definitely like philosophical issues that I have struggled with in my life. Um, and being completely sober at the time of watching this, which was actually this morning, um, or it was today around lunchtime before I went to work. Um, I feel like it could have some negative effects on a person who was also maybe dealing with being under the influence of psychedelics. It would it would be a tough watch. Um. So, you know, watch at your own risk, but it's a very interesting show that I would say is not for everybody, but I I am appreciating it for what it is. Huh. Interesting. It is. It's worth at least checking out maybe the first one, and, and I feel like a lot of people will go like, wow, that's not for me. Um, and I would get it and go like, yeah, okay, that's cool. I hear you. I hear you. That was my take on that uh, that super jail. Like the first time I, I first episode I watched, I was like, "Ooh, this is like weird." And then I just kind of fell into it and and, and actually enjoyed the the craziness of it. Mm. I think it's also very worth noting that for fans of Adventure Time, this is not Adventure Time. Um, that is good to get out there. Yeah, this is a very different experience. It is oftentimes a very gory experience. Again, in like that mm-hmm. Gonzo animation kind of way, like that. Kind of like seventies. Um, you rip your, rip a spleen out or something. Kind of way, yeah, but in a super cartoonish way, but in a still very right. like very visceral, gory way, but very cartoonish. Huh? Yeah, it's a strange watch. It's a strange watch. It's it's I'm I'm getting like like I haven't watched it yet, but I'm getting very like Aeon Flux heavy metal type vibes from your description. If that were in a less art deco realism surrealism kind of way um okay yeah this is almost more in a the cartoonishness of adventure time but in a really psychedelic way gotcha okay well i mean something i'd like to check out yeah Yeah, i mean i would like to hear what other people think of it Um, so hit us up hit us up on the twits let us know stuff in the things of pendleton ward and duncan trestles the midnight gospel speaking of uh how you've been spending time on saturday you uh got the mixer up and running i did for about two hours we played some jackbox games we played a few games of um fibbage 2 played a couple of games of (laughs) fibbage strikes back um we played a little uh that's a key point (laughs) we played some quiplash xl um yeah and 
we'll do it again sometime here in the near future. Maybe we'll get a chance maybe Saturday afternoon to do that again. Um, I'm absolutely open to if you are out there in podcast universe and um, catch wind that we're playing, by all means, feel free to jump in and and, uh, and play along with us. Um, if you see that I'm online, my um, Mixer stream is uh, mixer.com slash Jedi Pete Legend. That's me, J-E-D-I-P-E-T-E, Legend, L-E-G-E-N-D, uh, playing through the Xbox One. Look at this guy. He's working a plug-in already. Got to sneak him in where I can get him. I got to remember to start plugging in, I guess. Now that's the thing I need to do. I'm not a streamer. I'm not into being a live stream person. I'm not like, hey, there, boys. I'm a cam girl. Um, That is not my life. Oh, please. Uh, I, that was a really weird reference, and I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the point now game. I want to see that. I, I will gladly like lay down and play on the on the bed and play video games anytime you want to watch. That's fine. <laughs> let, let me ask you a question though. Does Mixer have the same rules that Twitch does? I honestly could not even say. I again like <laughs> not a streamer. I do not know. Um I was a little uncomfortable with giving out my mixer address just now. But um I yeah at the end of the day I don't really care if anybody's watching. Um I am not good at it. Don't expect to like type a bunch of comments and I'm like, hey, what's up there? 420XXX the man. How you doing? Um it's it's a very foreign thing to me. I am 41 years old, not 23. Um <laughs> I, I I mean I feel like that's a young man's game, uh streaming. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know, because I don't uh it's not a normal part of my life. We'll make a streamer out of you yet, Pete. That's that's a threat that I take seriously. <laughs> just just remember, you have to end everything with remember to like and subscribe and click the bell uh, for notifications. It, it, don't we do that anyway? We, we, I don't we've know. Got is that something a thing? like that. We've got something like that at the end of. Uh, I have a, a a an exit on our uh, podcast that asks people to rate and review. I and feel like share. at the end of my 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 mixer streams, I should just be like hold my hand up and go click over here to watch a video about ABC. And then like, there is no link because I don't know how to do any of that. It's really just me faking people out. <laughs> Where is this link he's talking about? Oh, Gramps is uh, over here messing around with Mixer again. Is this thing on? Probably thinks he's going to make a cake. What's happening here? You know what? I, I can't say anything because I just today several times was like little old lady who couldn't handle technology and was like how do i do this so <laughs> how do i do the facebooks seriously that's what i was is i was i'm i'm working on creating a page uh, a community page for uh crafters um that are dealing with the coronavirus in different ways uh, either you know uh, making masks donating masks donating their time turning to their creativity to make ends meet you know, because they've lost jobs or jobs are on hold. And I thought I knew what I was doing. It got to a point and was like, I help. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is very cool, though, that you're making that effort. And I'll give you a geek point for that, even if you, <laughs> even, even if the, the, the geek universe of the technology eludes you. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. I'm learning. I'm, I'm a slow learner, but once I got it, I got it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Joe, what have you yeah. been up to? Have you been watching any shows that are of particular interest to me in any way, shape, or form? Hmm? Well, well, I, I did finish The Young Pope and then finished The New Pope, uh, which were a, uh, HBO series. Uh, Maybe followed Pope. up by The Next Pope? 
they have not followed up with another Pope series. They kind of wrapped the second season uh, so that it, it was pretty much closed. Um, story done very much in the British. We're only going to do two season series, whatever the way they call it, uh, approach. Uh, although it was done, uh, I believe it was a mostly Italian uh, production. I think Sky was, Sky Channel was involved in it. So uh, oh, I didn't realize British. Yeah. Um, so both were good. Uh, was there a post credit scene where at the end Jesus comes back and it leads into Rise there of was, Skywalker? No, uh-huh. no, there was uh-huh. no, um, no, there, there were post credit scenes as all of the, the other threads of the new Pope season kind of got wrapped up um and 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 it it ended nicely i have to say i i liked it you know it took they in two seasons and 19 episodes i think it was they told a an interesting story of uh of of people who seek power uh who have who balance between seeking power and and following some sort of religious uh doctrine uh kind of battling between the two of those it was it was really good i have to i have to Mm. commend it um being raised catholic there are a lot of things that resonated with me um though i there there are a couple things i bumped on where a little research would have told them that they had made a mistake but you know it uh, I was able to let it slip. Was it stuff that it's like, um, I mean, like sometimes there just has to be a certain degree of suspension of, of disbelief for a TV show or like, you know, um, in that way where sometimes you're watching a show and it's intriguing and you see something and you're like, that is definitely not factually accurate, but you gloss over it for the sake of, of storytelling. Um, I, well, I think they could have had the, the character be one of the characters be in the story still without having her without without the inaccuracy they had to have. They had a uh, there was a female character who gets involved with the young pope, uh, but nothing exceedingly scandalous. Um, but she is married to a member of the uh, the pontifical Swiss Guard. Um, however, when you're in the Swiss Guard. You are unable to marry, as far as I as I as I was as I remember learning. It's it, they are they're unmarried men between eighteen and thirty who uh, who are of Swiss Swiss nationality are able to become members of the Swiss Guard. Uh, so I, I believe they have they also have to remain unmarried during their service. Maybe that's maybe that's not the case, but it was very much like it was possible they could have had this character in without that. But yeah, so that was sure. like. You know, that was one of the spots that I bumped on, but like a lot of the other stuff was just, um, I don't know, it just, the, and, and, and part of this might also be watching from an American point of view, um, an American Catholic point of view, and, and like, like, I know the Secretary of State for the Vatican is a powerful cardinal, but it's always been kind of made made clear to Americans that like the cardinal that's most in charge of things is the Dean of the College of Cardinals. Uh, I, I'm going to definitely go back and give you a retrograde geek point for your Swiss Jedi uh, knowledge, <laughs> assuming that I'm going to give it a, a speculative geek point, assuming that that's correct. And if we fact check you and you're, it's wrong, I'm pulling that right out, right out from under you. Um, that's, that's fine. <laughs> I'm going to follow that up with a Dean of Cardinals geek point. Nicely done. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Joe's definitely got got a handle on on that knowledge. I'm fascinated by it. We were, you know, raised very differently. And uh, when he starts talking about stuff, and I start asking questions, and I'm always just absolutely blown away by his amount of knowledge on that subject. What, what, I, what I especially love though is when Kayla like I'll s explain something, and she's like, "But why?" And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny is I have that a thousand a thousand years of tradition with, with other people where I'm the one asking questions about a thing that I totally do not know about. But for me, it's not the Catholic Church; it's Harry Potter. Usually, whenever the subject of Harry Potter comes up, I go, "Wait, but what? Who was doing ba ba ba?" And I, I'm interested in knowing about it, but not interested enough to actually read the books. Oh, you need to read the books. I know, <laughs> I know. But then, what Man, will people I'm... tell me? Then I'll know everything at that point. <laughs> There's a lot of books. It'll take a while before you know everything. Um, so Kayla and I have rocketed through season two of Westworld. We are on the precipice oh. of the season two season finale. Interesting. Um, um, Kayla, what 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 is our, our our response at the end of every episode? Wow. Mm. <laughs> My response at the end of every episode was well, it didn't look like anything to me. <laughs> that's a geek point <laughs> um yeah we just you get to the end of the episode and and the further on they go the more intense and crazy they get and and between wow and yeah. i have so many questions yeah you, you end yeah. up at the end of each episode with more questions than you started but it's it's so cool oh i'm glad you guys are enjoying that i really and um, have enjoyed that ride myself uh Next week, Sunday, is the season three finale of oh, yeah. the penultimate episode last night. And it was a doozy. No spoilers, but there was a major confrontation between two characters, a very physical con confrontation between two characters, and it was bonkers. Oh, please tell me it's Maven Dolores. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. No spoilers. But I really want to see Maven Dolores square off so bad. I am not telling you anything. All I'm telling you is it was two characters whose worldviews are quite opposed. And it was a very physical uh, confrontation. And um, that makes me happy. It, it got a little bloody before it was over. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm actually super impressed with the fight choreography uh, in a lot yeah. of this. It's very easy to get hokey when you mm -hmm. have these kind of bigger than life kind of one character kicking the ass of 10 type situations. You get a little Jackie Chan, you get a little nuts, but they've done a pretty good job with keeping it pretty realistic. You know, funny that you would say that too, because, you know, yeah, I agree. And other things where it's like one on 10, it's like, uh, okay, bro, sure. Um, mm -hmm. but when you factor in that, like, these are robots, um, yeah, it changes the dynamic of it. And like, it's kind of cool to see somebody like take a literal bullet to the chest, look down, shake it off and keep going. And, you know, even for me for a second, I'm like, whoa, wait. And then I go like, oh, right, robot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, uh, this last episode, again, I will not go into any specifics whatsoever, I promise, but there are a few times where people do some fighting or there's some action sequences and you see somebody get hit and the person who gets hit goes like uh, skidding back 10 feet. And I'm like, holy shit, that was a, oh, right, robots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a lot more a yeah. lot more strength there but they're doing a really good job of portraying that strength even that kind of super human robot strength in a really mm -hmm. believable way yeah. yeah you know it's super cool mm -hmm. i mean you're always going to get this the the stunt review from me but i i think it's mm -hmm. it's really cool how they're handling that and i don't know like how far like can we spoil season two I mean, yeah, I are we far enough out of season game. two? Is it fair yeah, game? Season two okay. should be fair game. Okay. We're at the end um, of season three. Okay, there we yeah, yeah, we can spell season two. Um I was because when they went from Westworld proper to the um like feudal Japan. Shogun World. Yes. Um yes. and I the, the it. Oh my god. The the parallels yeah. alongside the differences was like this cinematic dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just oh my god. And and the way that they even in the fight styles, and I love the fact that they do the like behind the scenes after each episode. I was gonna ask if you guys have been watching that because they're oh, so yeah. good. Oh yeah, definitely. And even how they like mirrored fight styles yeah. between the two mirrored characters, but still kept them like true to the weapon, true to the era kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. That that is I know how hard that is to do, and that is just beauty. Well, definitely please make sure you continue to watch those after show like behind the scenes tidbits, uh segments. Because this episode that I'm talking about, like you know, I keep touching on the fact that there is this big confrontation at the uh -huh. end of the episode, the climax of the episode. The after episode uh, behind the scenes is all about the stunt work that went into it. Yay! Um, and it's awesome. so good. Like, <laughs> how much of it was the actual face actors and how much of it was the stunt people. And it's nice. super interesting because one of the people in it is, is saying that, like, 80% of what you see is that person is the, the face actor, uh, not the stunt person. That's um, awesome. So they did like a lot of training to like work to make sure they get it right. The only thing that was the stunt people was like a little bit of wire work and like a little bit of running up alongside a wall and this and that. But mm -hmm. most of it is the actual main actors, primary actual actors. I have so much respect for them when they when they do that, you know. And I understand that, you know, just legal wise and insurance wise, they can't do oh, sure. everything. But when they that really do the money effort and try, right? You know? <laughs> but when they do make that effort and they try and they're able to, it's always so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, as <laughs> whatever your opinion on the movies might be, like the fact that Tom Cruise does so many of those stunts in those Mission Impossible movies is insane. It's nuts. Yeah. Like he's hanging off the outside of a plane. That's Tom mm -hmm. Cruise. Um, <laughs> who has blackmail information on him? Clearly it's the Church of Scientology, but still. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. And I the training that goes into that, you know, most actors, if they're if they're trained actors, if they went to 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 some school or college or whatever, um go through some kind of like stunt training uh, uh you know stage combat training as part of their degree but usually not to a huge extent you know so they come in pretty raw usually unless they've done it before so it's, it's cool to yeah. see them them do that um and speaking of yeah um not to change subjects but before i forget because we all know my brain um two things one uh on on the geek news level we were watching uh, a bit of behind the scenes on the creation of mulan oh yeah oh, that's yeah. interesting the uh disney insider uh show on disney plus 
which is a cute show, very cool show if anybody's interested in that kind of inside information. And you're speaking of the the new live action remake. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and they talk uh, in it about the audition process and what they went through to find the girl that is playing Mulan, the woman who is playing Mulan. Um, and it, it took a bit to find her, and they put her through hours of physical auditions from combat to dance mm, to yeah. all kinds of stuff, and she just blew through it. And just seeing that, I already wanted to see the movie. Now I'm like, oh my god, because she did all of those, all that stunt work and all of that mm-hmm. sword work is her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, super, super cool. I'm excited about that. Um, and also, good. No, no, no. I was going to ask you what was there was other shows coming on Disney Plus that you shared with me the other day. Um, Brain. <clears throat> I know there was something else cool that was coming out. Um, prop culture. What was it? Oh, prop culture. Oh, prop culture. Yes, about all the yeah. the the behind the scenes of the props and what happens to them and how they're made and all of that cool stuff. Do you know yeah, when that's, that's dropping? When is that coming out? Is that May one? I think so. I want to say one, May two. Um, I'll do a little bit of. Do a little so bit maybe by or right around the time this episode drops, you could be watching it. But listen to us first. <laughs> listen to us first. Always us first. Uh, Prop culture, Disney Plus. Um, also, um, speaking of, of entertainers and things like that, that are doing cool things to kind of help out with the stir crazy that is uh, what we're going through right now. Um, there's been a lot of threads. I'm sure people have seen them. The like, I think it started with makeup artists and cosplay artists doing the brush drop thing. Have we seen I this? Familiar. I am familiar with this. I am not. Please tell me. Okay. So basically what it is, is the first one that I saw was uh, cosplayers and they, they have a makeup brush and they kind of like brush the camera for a second. And the next frame is them like fully done up in whatever their cosplay is. And then they take the brush and they chuck it. And the next scene is somebody else catching the brush and doing it again with theirs. And I've seen it with cosplayers. I've seen it with uh, makeup artists. I've seen seen it with a bunch of different stuff and um i just saw one recently with stunt people yeah so, so it's, it's the yeah. it's called the makeup brush challenge it started off on tiktok thank you as all good things do <laughs> um i know one of the first ones i saw were, were uh women of color doing cosplay uh doing yes. the changes. very cool yeah yeah, and the the stunt the stunt guy one the um, stunt fighter one was cool because instead of the brush, it would be one of them would throw a punch or throw a kick, and the next person to pick it up would take that hit and then come back and throw another hit, and the next person would take that hit. Yeah, that was pretty. I cool. need you guys to post cool. links because this sounds very fascinating. Yes, it was. It's really really cool. I, it was a lot of fun to watch. I will I will find them and I will I will send them. I will send it to you, but I will also put them in the show notes. Thank you. Um, May 1st, prop culture uh, starts Friday, May 1st. Um, so going back to, to Westworld and um, yeah, I, sorry. I, I think, no, 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 no. Fine. I, I'm glad we got to cover the drop the brush challenge um, or challenges or what do you want to call it? That, that meme is just, it's incredible, especially um, I've seen one with Inuit women. I've seen one with uh, women who are, who have down syndrome. Um, it, it's just, the way it's empowering people to yeah. to show off their being fancy, being sexy, being whatever. Beautiful um, stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, the episode I wanted to bring up that I truly enjoyed, uh, 
and, and and when we got done watching it it took my breath away was uh kiksuya the um the episode that focused on the ghost nation i'm um, so glad you brought that oh, episode up because yes. i also loved that episode i think that may have been the best episode of season two and i i think it's a particularly interesting thing that it's such a good episode because it does so little to move the immediate plot of season two um but it's such a good interesting episode okay so so yeah it didn't move the plot forward tremendously but what it backfilled in the the um the the story they were telling um was just incredible and the way they did it the the style of it the just like that like i was in her i remember we got done and i was just like this is you know th this is this is writing at an incredible level you know the the yes. narration um the i just staying you know, in the language yes I was so impressed with that that they stayed in the language. Yes, um, I, I had done I had done a little bit of research about it. Um, so the title of the show uh, comes from the Lakota language and means remember. And the most of the language you hear in the show is Lakota. That's that's very interesting. I'll give you a key point for that. I did not look very deeply into it, but that's good to know. Um, and, and what I thought was was really cool was again talking about the 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 post uh, the the behind the scenes that they did for the episode. Um, and and the one actor was like. Oh, I've known so and so and so and so for years, and anytime one of us gets a job, we're excited because it's you know it, it's good for all of us. And here we all are now, you know, working on this episode and getting to work with you know yeah. pretty legendary people within the Native American acting community. So so encouraging to see people come to, get come together that way. Um, and and I think one of the, one one of the the powerful moments is uh, when uh, when they goes into the uh, cold storage and the mesa. Oh my god! I piano cried. cover of heart shaped box. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was like cool. Yeah, uh, so that was just I, I was so that 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 episode just like left left me so just like. That's writing. That's that's writing. That's directing. That's acting. That is, you know, I have to agree with you. Probably the best episode uh, of season two. One of the best episodes of the two, almost two full seasons of Westworld I've seen. So I, I agree. And I think that for me, one of the things that I think is so interesting about that episode is I love the lore that they've created. I love this ongoing serialized story that they have created. But what I really love about that specific episode is that it shows that there are so many rich stories that can be told coming out of the concept of Westworld, coming out of this idea of this AI based park and, you know, what it is and what it means and what it is to be a part of it on the inside for, for the hosts and the AI and this developing question of like their, their budding sentience and, and how, how realistic is too realistic? Like, you know, is, yeah. is, is at what point are you no longer simulating memories and simulating uh, thoughts and, and decision-making and you're just creating a new life? Um, 
And I think that episode is where we, I, I think Kayla and I, so Kayla and I, when coming into watching this, we had both seen the original Westworld movie. Not uh, only had seen, but I was a very strange little girl who had a thing for Yul Brynner. <laughs> and Westworld was like one of my favorite movies. I'm talking like six, seven years old, petite little thing who loved Westworld and Rocky movies. Like I was a strange kid and I was so passionate about it back then. So coming into this, I was like, this better be good. Don't screw with my movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, I actually I had not we're... seen it until I had already started watching the show. And then I went back and watched the, the first movie. Gotcha. And it was funny. Cause like, I, I, we got done with that episode, uh, Kiksuya, And I was like, so the kid was like, do you think, Michael Crichton, when he was writing, you know, the novel, you know, and doing the movie, like, do you think he at any point was like, huh, well, I wonder what's going on with this? You know, it just, it, I don't know, I was just very, uh, just intrigued with like where this idea comes. And then we were like, okay, but now I'm putting this all together. Michael Crichton really had a thing against theme parks because he's also the brains behind uh, <laughs> Jurassic Park. So somebody needed to take him to Disney as a kid. <laughs> or maybe he had a bad experience at Disney. No, no one he has was a bad one, experience at Disney. He was one of those uh one of those people that like I like when I was little I was afraid of the characters like they were just big and scary and I couldn't see their faces and I knew that there were people in there and they were watching me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very common fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what he would think, you know, if he were around today, what would he think of this series? I I really have enjoyed what it has been you know that it's it's true to the original idea it's true to the original story but also um you know telling some very interesting and thought-provoking stories and and asking a lot of deep metaphysical questions that you know we are currently oh, yeah. faced with in this world as we look at ai and, and as we look at ourselves you know i talk so much about blade runner and i feel like this is asking a lot of very similar questions on what is it to be sentient? What is it to be alive? I think therefore I am. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and, and the, what I uh, go on. The, I'm just, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm thinking about like, you've got, you've got all the Jurassic Park stuff. You've got Westworld, you've got um, Sphere, you've got uh, all this crazy stuff that he's done. And, and time and time again, asks the question, not only just, you know, what is sentience? What is life? But man's continued need or want or desire to create life in alternative ways and to play God, so to speak. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, the other thing you can look at with um, with his work is there's also a lot of um, distrust of corporations. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, in this day and age um kind of you know it kind of feels uh very very uh, prescient to mm -hmm. you know really start thinking about you know what are the power how powerful are corporations what can they get away with um you know what are they doing that because because of the nature of of late stage capitalism and and uh the decision that we don't need to have so much oversight over corporations um you know what are they doing that we don't know about Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah. Andromeda strain. Yeah. Andromeda strain, coma, Congo, all those are that Mm -hmm. theme as well. It's, it's over and over again in his work and it's just like, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also with, you know, Jurassic Park and then Lost World, uh, Uh you know, he's, you know, again, you have a corporation, uh, the, 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 the perfect line from Jeff Goldblum, uh, you know, just because you, you know, you never stop to think whether you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know I butchered that, but you know, it, it's that business doesn't seem to ever stop to to go. Should we be doing this? I mean, that whole sequence, the the the, the James Delos sequence in season two, where uh, William keeps coming back to the, we end up finding out like the host mm-hmm. uh, of James Delos, like. It it just one that was an incredible sequence. Um, And anytime you can work the Rolling Stones into something, please do. Right. (laughs) I got to say, musically, this show has really like stepped up the uh, the the bar for for show music. Like I really um, between like like originals takes and then some of the instrumental takes that they've done. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's it's worth noting, I think, that um, I listen to the Westworld soundtrack so often that Spotify regularly puts it up as like my most listened to uh, music. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's great. And you know, going back to um, <laughs> to to uh, season two in Shogun World and and how they drew these these comparisons, um, I love when they do the whole um, paint it black sequence. Yes, uh, like they did with Westworld uh, with oh. the, with the raid into town, and um, <laughs> I I really it was a cheesy thing, but I love the meta contextual joke of having uh, Lee Sizemore, the writer, with them, and and they're going through Shogun World, and I don't remember who says something to him about it, and he's like, I mean, yeah, I so may have copied he- a few things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, was it Maeve turns to him and says something like, "I think it is Maeve." You plagiarized. It's like what? I have two hundred something characters to write for. <laughs> Shogun World this is exactly Westworld. Um, the behind the scenes on that—that that was like, oh my god, that one to me was where you realize like their set design their production team like they are amazing on point on point um and and kayla uh i gotta give you a uh good find in the chat so geek point for that oh for the quote the actual quote was your scientists are so preoccupied with whether or not they could they didn't stop to think if they should and you omitted all of the uh uh um well uh Listen, only Pa's daddy can do that, okay? <laughs> yeah, you, um, you, um, you know, your 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 scientists were so preoccupied with 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 whether or not they they could, they, they didn't stop to think if they should. That was oh. actually pretty accurate. Yeah, that was, that was really good. I got also, if you want more Jeff Goldblum and you're bored, the world according to Jeff Goldblum is hysterical. That is a weird show. <laughs> I love it. He is, he's uh, he's uh, right now. He's in a little bit of hot water for for his comments on RuPaul's Drag Race uh, last week. But uh, oh, I didn't hear about that. What did he do? So um, one of the contestants was performing in a star-spangled outfit and like a red, white, and blue hijab. 
she is uh, Islamic. Um, and he kind of brought up, you know, asking a question, um, you know, isn't isn't Islam kind of anti-homosexual, anti-transsexual? Uh, um, and the kind of the point of her outfit was that regardless of your religion or whatever, you, you can be an American. And it just kind of like, there's a lot mm. of religions that have that as part of their tenets, and mm. you decided to focus on this one. Um, he, I believe, he's come out and apologized, but yeah, he's he's facing a little bit of heat for that. So, zoinks! Mm. I I fully yeah. believe that he didn't mean it in a harmful way, but we have seen before that he doesn't always he isn't always in touch. No, with uh, yeah, what that's is a recurring theme of. <laughs> Yeah. The world according to Jeff Goldblum also. Yeah. Uh, there's there's also been a, a few folks who have come forward with like and, and you can see it even in the show. He's very touchy, um, very, you know, not quite asking, can I hug you? Just kind of coming up and hugging or touching. And uh, there are some folks who have expressed that that Mr. Goldblum has inappropriately touched. Oh boy. Mm -hmm. So but uh but yeah, but World According to Jeff Goldblum is, um, <laughs> it's, well, yeah. It's, depend, depending on how things go in November, maybe season two will be the world according to Uncle Joe Biden. <laughs> oh. Oh, Lord. He just, <laughs> he just loves giving back rubs and smelling hair. Oh, boy. Oh, oh okay. That's. Mm. <laughs> These are our candidates, folks. Welcome to America. <laughs> So we were talking about Westworld. Yes. Yes. Westworld is um, yeah. So Westworld, we, we are really, it was so funny is because, um, so we, we, we got, we got to like episode nine, the, the penultimate episode and, uh, which I really love that word. Um, and, mm -hmm. and Kayla and I kind of looked at each other and we're like, yeah, I don't have the strength to, to, to go through the season finale just from the, you know, the, the, the coming, you know, next week, uh, little mini trailer for it we were like "Ooh, that's gonna take a level of <laughs> level of, of fortitude that i don't know if i got right now you come out of those episodes just like drained like I'm, you're just there's so much i'm trying to remember exactly how it all comes down to it and you know me well enough to know i'm not gonna not gonna pop out any major things here but i am pretty sure that there is a post-credits scene and if it's what I think it is, if I remember right, it was one of the most, wait, what? Kind of like, like yeah. moments in television. Um, yeah, it's, it's very out of left field. So we were, we were getting to the, we were, we were starting to get to like the last three or so episodes of the season. And Kayla was like, Ooh, we're getting low. And, and we all get this way when we're binging shows like, okay, we only got a few more. And then, you know, the season's done. And yeah. I was like, it's like, yes, but remember Pete's, Pete's watching season three right now. We're, we're, we've, we've still got like, um, you're still playing catch up, <laughs> which, which definitely, you know, made us joyful. And so Pete, you were a source of joy, uh, Saturday night. Oh, thank you. Um, something else that, uh, <laughs> it's definitely I... been too long since someone said I was a source of joy on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah. Zing. Um, so the other thing, so so Kale and I, I think we also have caught up on Batwoman. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> has has it continued to impress? I mean, it's almost a rhetorical question based on that reaction. <laughs> it's fun. 
I'm not gonna, there's, I'm, I can't, like, gush that it is, like, ridiculously profound writing or anything like that, but it's fun, it's cool, Ruby Rose is doing a great job, you know, she's kind of coming into her own, the, the villain stuff is really interesting, we're just having fun with it, and I, I, I enjoy that kind of, just that, that side of Batman that's a little lighter. That's awesome to, to be able to watch a show and just go like, I'm just enjoying this. Yeah. Uh, it, but it, it definitely though, um, they do, they do take some, some runs at, at your feels. Did? Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Um, but they, you know, I, I, it's, it's been really fun. It's, you know, it's like, it's not quite, it's, it's somewhere in the happy medium between, the campiness of say the uh the the Schumacher Batman stuff and the grim dark of uh Christopher Nolan. Yeah, they've they've found a balance, I think. You know, and, and some, some really really kind of interesting themes that are driving it forward. I love that the uh the LGBTQ stuff is there but not in your face too much. Like as far as it's not like it's not a commercial for pride. It's, it's normalized. Just, Right. It's just this is part of her life and that she, you know, yeah. she has this bar and, you know, like all this stuff and it's and it's just fun and it's it's interesting and but there are definitely there are some moments that that get you her relationship with her father and, and the 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 whole twin thing is is really interesting and how that kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. It's uh it's definitely really, really good watch. Um they touch on Batman and Batman's rogues gallery, but they never actually bring out really any of his specific rogues. Although I guess, I guess maybe Dwella Dent technically counts as a Batman villain at this point, but I'm not sure she kind of is exists in that whole Gotham world. So yeah, like you definitely feel like you are in the same world as any of the other Batmans that you've seen. This is Gotham. Batman did exist. His rogues gallery did exist. It doesn't take you out of that. You feel like you're still immersed in that world. I like using the phrase the Batmans. The Batmans. <laughs> All those Batmans is uh, the other show we've started we started watching last night, uh, Motherland Fort Salem. Oh my goodness. Uh, definitely uh, definitely interesting for like your alternative history uh, supernatural sort of sort of thing going on and supernatural in the the low 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 case s not big case you know with the win uh, the winchester brothers yeah 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 mm -hmm. <laughs> there's not a crossover there i i hear everything is crossing over with supernatural now that it's ending no those witches would destroy those two <laughs> oh <laughs> um but yeah it's 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 an interesting an interesting take on you know the the what if of what if the, what if the witches were real and had real powers and what if they were able what what if they were able to negotiate with the you know the the Salem uh, village and and town uh, leaders? Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, you know, let's be clear, witches are real, but the okay. powers that they have are different. Um, but I'm always fascinated when they take something, uh, something like a, you know, base pagan kind of platform and, and build on it, you know, in, in that more supernatural, more superpower type way. Um, and it's, it's, it's cool because they are kind of keeping to some of the, the 
us, you know, uh, the natural pagan traditions of like real people and, and just amplifying them in ways. Um, I, I just, it's fascinating. It's, it's cool how they're doing it and how they're paying homage to it. Um, but it's, it's odd for me um, because it's also military. Like there's a, a regimentalism to the coven. Is that it? So, they're actually part of a military organization that is oh. entirely witches. Oh, yeah. There, there, there is an accord, the Salem Accord, and and basically, it's any daughter of a, a woman declared a witch uh, is conscripted into this army of witches, which will, which had agreed to fight the battles of, I guess, initially would have been uh, Massachusetts Bay Colony uh, or, or province of New England, which are, I guess depends which time and who was governor, um, and and basically what what would history be like if United States had an elite magically trained force huh so like interesting okay. so like in the credit sequence um there is there is a interpretation of the crossing of the Delaware yeah um but instead of Washington and crew it is uh one of the witch generals and her soldiers uh using magic against the uh British across the uh across the river yeah. all women all matriarchal you know but in this very militant organization and it's 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 really that that juxtaposition alone because most of the time when you see witches portrayed in in media they're kind of the opposite of that they're the forces of chaos they're the you know uh, they don't necessarily align with a with a military sensibility and this just shoves that exactly the other way and 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 in, and in in the story right now, there is also a a group of witches called the Spree, which is basically that they're the ones going. No, this you know your th this hierarchy is you know is killing us. It's you know we're fighting we're fighting humans the human wars. You know, mm, interesting. Almost almost to the point of like you know uh, it, it does bring up the question of like conscription as you know form of slavery. And you know the yeah you know now, it's, it's definitely an, uh, are there witches on the other side too like or are we the only ones with witches? It hasn't delved too much into uh, we're only a few episodes in um, and it hasn't really delved into other countries having having witch organizations or witch military organizations um, because the the founding of it was. The Salem witch trials. It was, you know, in the U.S. in okay. in our territory, um, and it started because a witch finally said, "Okay, instead of you hanging me, here's what my powers can do. What if I fight for you?" Mm, interesting. Mm. Um, and it kind of goes from there. So they haven't quite gotten. They talk about other countries, and there's attacks that are happening in other countries, but it's focusing on kind of the quote unquote American witch military establishment, and they start very young. It's like as soon as you turn 18 kind of a thing, um, you're pulled into this organization and, and trained and taught and, and all of this stuff. And it's 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 pretty intense. Hmm. hmm. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I've seen hey. talk about it on the Internet, but I haven't really followed it. Did we lose you, Pete? Can you hear me? Hello? We lost, yeah, we lost you for a second. Okay. I was just saying that I, I uh, I've seen talk about it on the Internet, but I haven't really been following along with like what the plot of it is or anything. Yeah. And it's got one of your favorite things. It's got like doppelgangers or people using uh, <laughs> magic to appear as other people. It's, mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I mean, that's my favorite thing because I uh, Pete died uh, 15 years ago and I've been replacing him ever since. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it all along. I'm a scroll. <laughs> that's a scroll geek point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm going to go call Novacore and uh... <laughs> and that's yeah. a geek point for you, sir. I'm a, I'm a good MCU MCU scroll, not a uh, not a bad dirty comics scroll. <laughs> you know what? They did kind of get away with that, didn't they? Yes, they did. They retconned the entire scroll species. So when the Shi'ar show up, are they going to be the bad guys? I mean, that would not be a stretch. That would not be difficult at all. <laughs> Hashtag not all scrolls. <laughs> but we can't agree all Cree, right? All Cree. Cree are kind of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the only good Cree is is Captain Marvel, who is not a Cree. So there you go. You we had to send a human in to be a good Cree. She's Cree Cree hybrid? Uh, yeah. Pretty much. Oh, I Wait guess also um Oh, what's her name? Who was it in um Captain Marvel. That was um, that was the uh, the scientist who had been hiding on Earth. I can't think now of who it was. It was somebody famous? Oh man, I'm tired. My brain hurts. Yeah, but no. they, uh, hold on. The Net Benning character? Yes. No. But Wait. She, yes. She, she, no. no. Because she was. She Maybe. Was just, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> We're just going to agree to not know. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of information stored in our three brains collectively, more in your twos, but. But sometimes it still fails all around. It just slips out. It's okay. Yeah, it wasn't happening that I'm thinking of. Right, but she was. She was the. She was uh, the supreme intelligence. Well, yeah, but the other form of her that was the one who came to her. Right. Then who wasn't was, she just Cree? Yeah, who was Carol Danvers' like mentor? Yeah. There's a good Cree. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> after after all that, you're still gonna fight me on this, huh? Oh, right. You know, she was protecting the scroll. She was protecting the scroll and her yes. invisible lab outside the orbiting the planet. Hashtag not all Cree. Okay. So I, yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got? Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Uh, Star Trek Discovery news. No release date yet that I've seen. Pounce. Uh, I am kind of hoping maybe we might get a short Trek this month if, if, I kind of feel like you just described the news on almost every show that's coming. <laughs> the, Seriously. The coming season of fill in the blank is we don't know. Um, yeah. Thanks, Corona. Bye, <laughs> Corona. Um, what was I, uh, but I was reading some things about the upcoming season three. Uh, first of all, Jonathan Frakes uh, is behind the camera for a good chunk of it. So, yay. Yay. Pedigree. Um, and I guess some, some teaser stuff has been released. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're talking about, I was reading some things. They're talking about some, some growth for Michael, um, maybe a new love interest. Oh, uh, tangentially related. I did hear that LeVar Burton says he is going to have a significant role in season two of well, now you just made my day, Pete. You have brought joy to me on a Monday night as you oh, did man. on a Saturday night. It's been every time and a half. I'm working overtime to bring you pleasure. <laughs> I mean, joy. 
You know, I think I saw something briefly on that and it slipped into a meta because I think I meant to say something to Joe about it when I saw it and I completely lost it. So I'm glad you found it wherever I dropped it. It was in a book. <laughs> it was a there reading. You <laughs> did, you, did you take a look? Take a look. It was on the web. It doesn't have the same ring to it. Mm. <laughs> Pete, I, you're gonna lose it. You're gonna lose a point for that. I just asked Deb. It was on the web. <laughs> a Jordy Rainbow. Yay! Yay. Wow, a Jordy. Yes. It, it, the whole season, season two. Like, I, I'm glad we don't know what's going to happen in season two but because I, I i like that sweet bit of mystery which i'm sure in like two months three months i'll be like why don't we know what's going on in season two <laughs> <laughs> it's every show right now because there's so, just so much uncertainty oh it's just a waiting so, game for everything so so we we watched the lego masters finale the other week which we mentioned and and Definitely encourage folks to watch Lego Masters because that was an awesome show. Um, but during the show, there were commercials for what was it? Extreme Tag, Pro Tag, some sort of tag. Oh, the, uh, the yeah, like Brothers. Ultimate Tag, I think. Yeah, Ultimate Tag from the Watt Brothers of NFL fame. Oh, ooh. I didn't know who was involved with it. Yeah, so so JJ uh, Watt is a uh, All Pro. Uh, I think he's a defensive lineman or a, a linebacker, one or the other. But him and his, I think, three brothers or two other brothers, uh, TJ and Derek. So they have JJ, TJ, and Derek. <laughs> Derek got screwed. <laughs> Derek is I, either I the child they love the most or the least, but I'm not sure which. Well, so so I'm looking up, and Derek's middle name is. John. So he could have oh. been DJ. He could have been DJ. Somehow I thought his middle name was going to be AJ. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's JJ, TJ, who is uh, Trent Jordan. and, and so, so Derek and, just refused to play ball is what it is. Apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. His it, parents were definitely <laughs> like, why don't you want to be called DJ? No! But no! no. <laughs> be my own person, Mom. Oh, those teenage years, sometimes they don't end. Ugh. Um, what's funny though is that it was JJ Watt. Uh, this weekend, uh, Thursday through Sunday, was the uh NFL 2020 pro draft where many a, 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 a former college athlete now became a millionaire. Is that where they all uh open sealed boxes of magic cards? No, no, this no, would be much fun. <laughs> well, I mean, this would be if by like players opening a box, you mean teams owned by billionaires opening a box and by opening a box basically opening up college football and open boxes of players <laughs> yes pretty much <laughs> and then they pick and they pass the packs around ah, okay mm. that sounds like an snl skit waiting to happen it really does lord michaels <laughs> call me <laughs> i'm available <laughs> um so so they held the draft and because of so, so this year, uh, the draft was supposed to be in Los, An uh, Las Vegas. They're supposed to have it at the Bellagio, and they're going to have the podium be in the middle of the lagoon, and the players are going to walk to the podium via like walkways and are brought up by boats or some nonsense. Basically, it was going to be as extravagant and unnecessarily expensive as the NFL would, you know, you could expect. Mm -hmm. um, but then. Corona. The so, NFL is just really rubbing in how much money are in athletics, aren't they? Pretty much. 
the, the, at least that was the plan. Um, and so, but this year, because of everything, they, they scaled everything back. And so as people were, as players were selected, the draft stuff was done via, you know, Zoom or Skype or whatever. So and a text and, that says you're now on the Seahawks, which that's not a bad text to get. I mean, it's better than getting you're now on the Detroit Lions. I mean, but hey. it's no text that says you're now on the Patriots or anything. True. True. Look at this. Look at this. I'm talking about sports ball. Like I know what I'm you talking did. about. You did. <laughs> I'm very impressed, Pete. Um, but so JJ Waff was like had a tweet like if 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 uh if my mom knew that uh national television was going to be shooting and uh, filming in our house, you know, for the draft, you know, no 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 uh no length of time, you know, or, or don't don't guess how long we had been cleaning or something to that effect. And I was like she had three kids going to the NFL. That's a lot of cleaning. I mean, if you have three kids in the NFL, by God, somebody better be hiring you a maid. Seriously. Okay, so the first one you don't have you don't have uh, someone cleaning the house. That's fair. But the other two you should probably. Yes. Yes. I mean, at that point, you have a nice house. So the the, the tweet was: Do you know how long my mom would have had us cleaning the house if there was going to be national TV cameras in our living room for the NFL draft? I love that. That's what the kids said. Like clearly, the family is the ones cleaning the house. I I do appreciate that as much as I just literally just made a joke about them having a how they should have a maid. I love well, that I, I, cleaning the house. Well, I could see, but like you said, with when the when the first when the first son was drafted into the NFL, yeah, Derek and TJ had better be helping to clean the house for JJ's big day. <laughs> yes. Um, JJ Watt actually was on uh, SNL either like before. Oh, I do remember that now that you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, not too, too long yeah. ago. Yeah, ginormous man trying to do comedy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Um, who wasn't Aquaman? Of, who wasn't Aquaman? No. The other, the other giant man. Yes, got it. Um, which we would never say Jason Momoa was trying to do comedy. Jason Momoa was doing comedy because we don't want to incur the wrath of Jason Momoa. And then he gets stuck with a quindent. Exactly. Um, speaking of, did you get to see the uh, SNL at home? I did, and it was very funny. I think this one might have been better than the first one. I, I, you know what? So I saw some some reaction online about the first one that people were like, I guess not digging it. Not those people are wrong. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so glad. We, uh, I, I do have to ask you a question though, Pete. As someone who saw it, did you see the Miley Cyrus version of "Wish You Were Here"? Uh I did, and I was thinking to myself, "How is it? This is a Miley Cyrus." My, I presumably. Miley Cyrus's, I guess, backyard or whatever it was, but it still looks like it's being filmed in the studio. Yeah, they definitely did do. A, they definitely did have a, a studio feel, um, like like they had a set design behind her or darkened it yeah. down. Um, but I love the the original Pink Floyd version. I, I've enjoyed a lot of the covers of it. I did not enjoy her cover very. No, much. not for you. Um, no. That's fair. I mean, you know, to each their own. I have enjoyed a lot of her 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 music, the more recent stuff, like especially some of the stuff she was doing with like the uh, the backyard sessions or whatever. Um, but this that warbling thing she was doing just did not I, did not. I would have it. to see it again. Um, but I did watch it, and I remember just going like, "Oh, this isn't bad." 
Uh, I thought it was a pretty good rendition of it. And I love Pink Floyd, um, but I thought it was a good reinterpreting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and and maybe on a second listen, maybe it'll it, it'll improve. But yeah, my my first take was just like, ooh, this not mm, not sure this is a, this is a, an interpretation I'm okay with. That's fair. That's fair. You know, music is such uh, so subjective to tastes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for me though, the highlight of that of that show was uh, the grocery store ad. <laughs> Um, oh my showing God. all of yes. the products that are still on the shelves and i i can't remember any of them and i don't want to butcher the skit but that was i i lost it i was laughing so so hard at that the shots taken at dasani relentless on dasani the one that i really remember that really stuck with me was pepto flavored oreos because i yes. have a very specific hatred of pepto bismol and that was like yeah that's definitely still on the shelf yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll we'll we'll throw a link to to that sketch on uh, uh, from YouTube. Uh, that would be worthwhile. Notes. That was good. If you have yeah. not seen it out there in Geek Nation, I strongly suggest uh, at the very uh, least watching that ad. Um, that that was a good one. Um, the opening uh, by by Brad Pitt. Oh, that was Doctor Fauci. That was so good. Yeah, he. Uh, you know what? I, I his it was like I was looking. I was like, oh, that's Brad Pitt, and then I was like. And then when, you know, after he did the sketch uh, and, and then he took off the wig and everything and, and, and thanked, you know, Dr. Fauci and first responders and everybody who's working through these times to get us information and take care of us was really, really touching and, and really real class act. Very good. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I mean, he's still he's he's no America's dad, Tom Hanks. Well, he's like America's cousin. It's like. I feel like he is not. He doesn't. He still does not seem old enough to be like America's weird uncle. Um, so he's America's. He's America's cousin with a with a t top Trans Am. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly where I'm going with that. Excellent. That's. I, I can agree on that. I'm. 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 I'm sold. Yes. Glad <laughs> you were. Because there's to nothing cooler. Put my thoughts into words. Because <laughs> there's nothing cooler than you know a t top Trans Am. Well, yes, obviously, and you know he's got like the. Spiky, too much product in his hair uh, look with like a like a cut off jean vest, like a sleeveless jean vest. That's what I'm going for with like sleeves and, cut off with the fringe yeah. and mm-hmm. omnipresent Ray Ban sunglasses. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why that just made me think of that part in uh, Airplane when Robert Stack takes off his sunglasses and he's wearing sunglasses underneath them. Oh, that's a, I, I have got to watch Airplane again. It's streaming on something. I know I saw it not too long ago on a, on a list of movies that were available through some one of the many streaming services. Well, I think uh, I think we've been going at this long enough. Let's uh, take a look at the uh, the the post-it note, the jumbotron board, <laughs> the jumbotron notepad on my phone. Um, so Joe came out ahead with four. Bravo. <laughs> Pete, Pete right behind Joe with three. Add me behind that with two. Close pack. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Demorgus at D-E-M-O-R-G-U-S. Uh, you can find me, you can find everything about the show at the Geekiest Pod across all the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, 
Twitter. Um, you can find me DMing the Not Safer Wizards. Uh, that's an actual play D&D 5th edition podcast. Um, this Saturday, May 2nd, I will be running a third level one-shot adventure on Roll20 and Discord. Uh, there will be a link in the show notes to check that out. Uh, that's through my evolving DM actions. Next Saturday, the 9th, I'll be doing a learn to play D&D uh, using some sort of form of technology and uh, just keep an eye on the evolving DM, which is available on all the social medias, uh, particularly though, look, keep an eye out for it on Facebook. Uh, I think that's it for me. Nice work it. Peter. Uh, you can find me on the Twitterverse. I am at the it's just Pete on the Twitter. Uh, I am tweeting. Um, but not very often. <laughs> you can, uh, it's, it's coming down to the end of the semester. I'm, I'm really pulling double duty right now. You can find me playing Orion on the Not Safe for Wizards podcast, um, of many descriptive words. Um, you can reach me via the traditional emails. I am geekiestpeat at gmail.com and Keep an eye out on Mixer for my live streams where I complain about young people who make live streams. Um, I am on Mixer.com slash Jedi Pete Legend. Um, is there anywhere else they can find me? That's it, right? They can find me in my house quarantining myself. I think that's it. Yeah. Kayla. Okay. Um, all right. So you can find me on the Twitterverse at hawk underscore kayla um also i'd like to shout out to um our wonderful artist that since the beginning of not safer wizards has been doing uh some really awesome artwork of our character she's done a little bit more please check out cass hums her uh, their stuff is absolutely beautiful and um they have been kind of going forward and doing some more um, positions and things like that of the characters so please check them out uh, as well on Twitter. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram at uh, what the hell is my Instagram? Uh, Geekiest Kayla. Uh, that's kind of my my hub. That's where I handle most of my geeky stuff. That's where you can get me the easiest with anything fun and geeky uh, is there. Um, if you are in the South Florida area, once this is all over, you can check out our thrift store at uh, Secondhand Goddess for now. Uh, Secondhand Goddess has a new website. Bum, bum, bum. Oh! <laughs> Please check out secondhandgoddess.net. Uh, we are slowly starting to put up our uh, our eBay pages up there now, so you can check out all of our eBay stuff. We're going to be doing some really fun stuff with some inspirational uh, bracelets and some other content and whatnot, so please uh, check that out and continue to check back as things uh, get better and evolve on that as well. Um, and of course you can find me playing Jade on, uh, Not Safe for Wizards, the D&D 5th Edition Actual Play Podcast. Woo! Yay! That's so, a lot. That's that a was lot. a lot. Um, um we just want to, again, uh, encourage you to stay safe, follow social distancing. Please. Uh, thank you to healthcare workers for being smart and working hard and, man, yes. taking risks. Yes. For the us. health healthcare workers, essential workers, people that are making deliveries, food delivery people, you are saving lives every day. Except for that All guy those. the other night. <laughs>
that means, but I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> you know, people that are working for all sorts of delivery services that are bringing things to our home. Uh, we could not thank you enough. Meanwhile, yes. the rest and of you stay the fuck at home. Dicks. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and the folks working in grocery stores and pharmacies and drug stores. Uh, again, thank you from us. And if you're listening to us, please know that we appreciate all that you're doing. Uh, we're glad you're listening. We're, we're glad we can give you some entertainment during this time. And that goes for everybody. Thank you for listening this week. And we'll talk to you next week. Hey, healthcare workers. That's a geek point. Yay! Yes. Golden geek point. <laughs> there you go. Hey there, listener. Before we get out of here, just want to uh, ask you to do us a little favor. Um, two little favors. One, if you go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review there. Five stars would be great, but hey, we're leaving that up to you. And second would be share the podcast with your friends, family, coworkers, whoever you think would enjoy a deep dive into geek culture. Uh, that would definitely help us. Thanks for listening. The preceding program was brought to you by Armored Bear Productions.